Hi, I'm Helen Joy Butler, and this is Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality, a weekly podcast series where we talk about sanctuary, spirituality, and everything in between. As a sanctuary creator and elemental space clearer, I help people create sanctuary in their homes and lives in practical, emotional, and spiritual ways. In this podcast, we will be talking about sanctuary, spirituality, alignment, intention, and much more, all in the hope of supporting you on your own sanctuary and spiritual journey. I invite you to take time to pause, to settle in with today's episode, and if it feels right, to spend time journaling your thoughts and learnings afterwards. Because it's when you embody these learnings that you will achieve greater alignment in all aspects of your life. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hi dear listener and welcome back to this episode of Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality. Today I'm really excited to share a sanctuary chat with you that I had with the beautiful Michael Spencer from Let's Purify. I reached out to Michael a little while ago and invited her to be a guest on the podcast to talk with me about sanctuary and spirituality and everything that holds for her. So Michael is a virtual home energy coach and Reiki practitioner who helps soulful, sensitive people declutter their homes to create space for what truly matters most. You can tell already, she's my kind of girl. (laughs) Michael is the creator of a high vibration method of decluttering called purification, which incorporates intuition, mindfulness and energy work into the process. Michael is the founder of Let's Purify, her online coaching business and the host of the Let's Purify podcast. So let's get into it. Here she is, the beautiful Michael Spencer. Hi Michael, thank you so much for being here on the Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality podcast. It's an absolute blessing and honor to have you with me. Absolutely. I wouldn't miss a chance to spend time with you and talking about sanctuary, Helen. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I feel like I need to um, introduce you by saying that we've spoken before um, on your beautiful podcast, the Let's Purify podcast. So um, Michael and I were introduced by a mutual friend. So it's lovely to be able to reciprocate and have you as my guest as well. So can you please firstly share a little bit about you, who you are, the work you do, um, how you got to there, all of that juicy good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Michael Spencer and I live in Pennsylvania in the US. So it is hot, hot, hot here right now. Oh my goodness. Um, I am a virtual home energy coach. And what that means is that I help people to shift the energy of their home and their lives by going through the the process of decluttering uh, in their homes. And I also do that from a a spiritually and energetically informed 
perspective that I call purification. And so rather than just focusing on kind of the practical and logistical aspects of home decluttering, we focus on bringing in intuition. So we're, we're making those decisions from an intuitive place rather than a place of shoulds and obligation to hold on to things or let go of things. We bring in mindfulness and grounding skills so that a person can make sure that they're not feeling totally overwhelmed. You know, we often get overwhelmed and confused when it comes to home decluttering and we bring in energy tools and spiritual practices so it can have this levity and joy and really kind of be um, an integrative process rather than something that we think of as a chore or a task that's over there we get to bring our whole selves and our spiritual selves to the process as well and so then this home decluttering thing becomes part of the spiritual walk and um, can actually be part of um, this deeper self-exploration. Mm. So I have a background in mental health counseling. I was a licensed professional counselor and I worked in private practice and I uh, worked with people who were healing from trauma and eventually that became a little bit, um, I just started to get kind of burnout and decided to um, follow this part of my heart that's saying, let's help people in this way. And, and it, it's very healing and it's really neat to sit with people as they are going through this process and the meaning that they bring to the process and you know, being able to explore on such a deep level what a particular object might mean to them and the, the process of letting go of it. So it's been a beautiful journey. Yeah, and I can really see the the complementary skills that you've got there, like how your history has led you to your present um, and mm -hmm. your future. Because being able to guide people through that process, I know how challenging that can be when I'm one-on-one -on -one with a person in their home. So the idea that you can do this work virtually, I'm assuming you do it over Zoom or something similar, um, with your client because they could be anywhere in the world and exactly and you're guiding them meeting um, with them virtually and they're sharing their stories with you and that what an honor to be able to mm. do that and support them on their journey to where they want to be going as well and I yeah. really touched on oh sorry Michael go <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for pointing out like that virtual aspect of the work. So I do do all of the work over the phone or via Zoom. And it's really neat because, you know, some people need that um, the services of a decluttering and organizing expert to come into the home. And so I'm, I'm grateful that that exists. And what I really help with is that deeper emotional kind of that. Um, you know, those emotional and energetic attachments when, you know, we're just not sure, like, do I want to hold on to this? Do I want to let go? What's keeping me from making a decision and taking action? <clears throat> so it's being able to process those sorts of things along with providing a lot of practical and logistical support as someone's going through the process. So, yeah. And have you found yourself on your own purifying journey as well, I mean, a lot of us healers arrive at our work because we ourselves have had to go through our own personal journey, our own mm -hmm. personal challenges to get to the point where we now feel we can support someone um, or 
you know, at least share a little bit of our experience to help them <laughs> move through their experience. So have you found that in your life as well, that you have had to, you know, make decisions around purifying that were perhaps challenging, difficult for you? Absolutely. And that's really how um, the, the process of purification was born out of my own experience, because I was trying over and over and over again to uh, work through and sort through these several boxes that were in a closet. And these were boxes that I had carried from living space to living space, home to home, closet to closet. And I had this revelation one day that if I don't address this, if I don't find a way to actually be able to open up these boxes and keep the lids off and sort through these contents, someday I am going to die and someone else is going to have to deal with them. And so it was this kind of existential moment where it it became very plain to me and, and this kind of internal um, motivation and inspiration, like I've got to do this. And it was so challenging, just like so many people experience. It gets overwhelming. There are so, you know, even in one box, there can be so many items, so many decisions. And that's what I was experiencing. And I thought, well, what can I, what can I do? And I reached out to a friend who was also on this decluttering journey. And I was like, is there a book? Is there something like, how are you doing this? Because she was really kind of rocking this process. And she's like, oh no, I'm just tuning into my intuition. And, and right there was just like, oh, oh, I'm approaching this from, I need to approach it from a different angle. I need to approach it using my counseling skills and my trauma counseling skills. Like, okay, let's get grounded. Let's get centered. Let's, let's honor and bless the process. You know, so it was bringing in, you know, saging a box before I got into it and, um, you know, putting crystals on the lid of a box that is just like, oh, this is, going to be challenging. It's been challenging in the past. How can I use these energy tools to support this process? And, and in that, I mean, it was just born from there and then developing what I call my intuitive sorting skill so that rather than leaning into, and, and there was a particular um, photograph that I came across and this was really what, um, kind of unleashed the liberation that I started to feel. And it really accelerated the process. I was able to go much faster because I, there's a family photograph, is a picture of my grandparents. And this picture had been hanging on the mantle of my childhood home. So this is like a family heirloom type of thing. And this is a copy of that photo. And so I immediately was like, well, I can't get rid of this. Like this is a special family photo. And I was looking at it though. And every time I looked at it, I would pick it up and I would feel just depressed and heavy. And I'm like, well, now there's this conflict because there's this should, I should keep it. And inside, I didn't want this photo. I don't want to look at this. You know, I have other pictures of my grandparents that they look happy. This isn't one of them. And so I gave myself permission to let it go. And, and that, that was um, the moment for me of honoring my intuition over familial obligation, shoulds, 
and, and from there it was like, oh, I'm just going to tune in and not in a ruthless way and in a really soulful heart connected way. Do I want the, do, and it's like, you know, this type of thing, does this contribute to my home feeling like sanctuary to me? Mm. No, mm. you know? Yeah. Amazing. And I think you've kind of really hit the nail on the head there around this head versus heart because I can buy all the books. I can read all the strategies. Right. I can, you know, implement said strategies, but if I'm not feeling, you know, in my heart that this is the right thing, I'm just kind of doing for doing sake. Mm -hmm. And chances are, you know, I could resort back to, where I was or even perhaps worse um, because then I go well it's not working and then I start to beat myself up and you know all of those kind of you know heavy energies mm -hmm. and I imagine it's a photograph that you had and I imagine you know all of the emotional attachment to it mm -hmm. and though these are my grandparents and if I get rid of this photo you know I'm not honoring them and their memory and all of that I mean, right. to go through that and then get to the other side and go, I'm going to honour me and my truth. Yeah. I mean, there's like this cavern. <laughs> like there's so much work to get to that one decision. So yeah. hooray for you and hooray for you for then bringing that to the world and helping other people do the same thing. I think this is a good time when we bring this card in. Um, yes. the oracle card for this episode so I pulled this card yesterday evening my time um, so about 12 hours before this conversation and sent it through to Michael so she could at least have a look at it instead of me just pulling it straight out today so it's the remembrance card from the Tony Salerno oracle card deck and underneath it the word remembrance it says resurfacing of past feelings and emotions now i know michael had the same deck so she went and um pulled out her card as well so she could really sink in with that um and you know regular listeners on the podcast michael know that i pull a card every episode and talk about it and um so i thought i'll share what i got from that card because i think it relates really beautifully to what you've already said because you're talking a lot about purification and when i hear purification i hear water i hear kind of flushing away releasing um you know there's we can bring in other elements as well but with this beautiful card this lady is lying in the ocean and she's yeah. got these waves kind of lapping at her arms and her body as she lies there so when i saw that card i kind of thought you know even though we can have difficult times we can rise up out mm -hmm. of them we might feel like there's these binds there's these chains holding us down but at the same time we can go actually i'm not okay with that it's time for me to release that it's time for me to let it go um, and that maybe even through the process through the sharing of the challenges we're going through we can help other people um, and allow you know their support as well to help us right. on the journey so that's what I got from that card did you get anything you know, in particular that you'd like to share yeah absolutely and I just I think that's so beautiful and it really is I love that um, the visual of you know the water kind of washing away those vines or those chains and the liberation that can come from that and what it brought up for me as soon as I saw it and I have this deck so um, I've been 
gazing at her throughout the day, as soon as I saw it, there was just something um, really powerful stirred in me. And it felt like a remembering of this primal, true essence of you know this essential nature inside me and inside all of us and kind of remembering this essence beyond our human-made constructs and you know remembering a vibration of these deep truths that are so expansive that our human minds can't even grasp or comprehend and so it's like sitting in the water and allowing uh, you know the water to wash over us and wash over those you know, when I think about purification, I think about it from the external, you know, we're purifying our homes and our belongings. And what's really happening is we're purifying inside. We're purifying our thoughts and beliefs and um, our sense of self in a way of like, who, who am I really? What really matters to me? What do I value? And how can I express that through the decisions that I'm making and how I'm creating my home space, how I'm letting things go. And, you know, it just, it feels like the, the water gets to kind of wash away and purify any of those um, inner aspects of self that are no longer serving us. Mm, so beautiful. Isn't it amazing what we can get from a card by not opening the book? Mm-hmm. That you find and um, this links beautifully to what you're talking about with intuition in any spiritual work we do like i'm thinking you know if you're making a decision to sage a box versus putting a crystal on the box mm-hmm. your intuition around what's the best method what's the best approach here um, yeah. there's so many different spiritual tools we can have access to nowadays um but as we've kind of already said it's we can use the tool but how do we connect with that at a heart right level as well i kind of talk about it from this concept of knowledge versus understanding and maybe that is something that you can share your thoughts on as well because it's the same you know, i can learn all these things i can read the book i can know how to you know, i know the sage is right but do i actually understand what's in the book or do i understand the process of using the sage properly mm-hmm. uh, or the the tool properly um, so it's kind of, in, it's embodying that knowledge and what's right for you and being okay with the fact that there's all this knowledge out there that may not be okay for you um, right. and owning what's, you know, true for you. Have you got any thoughts in and around that in regards to your process or? Yeah. Yeah. I really, I, I like for people to get kind of that basic knowledge and understanding of you know, how to sage or, you know, how to use a rattle to shift energy. And I think it's so important to, you know, choose those tools that feel in alignment and to use them in a way that feels truly in alignment. And so like you're saying, we can, we can learn and learn and learn from the external and from the books. And if we're not connecting that with our vibration and with our, our intuition and our inner sense of what is in alignment, you know, it's, you know, I feel like on a, when we talked about sanctuary on the Let's Purify podcast, you were talking about um, doing home energy clearing and like clearing of a property and, and saging and smudging and how, you know, to stop and to tune in and to be very intentional 
about you know what you're clearing and what you're calling in and so we can know you know how to hold a particular thing and like waft the smoke and if we don't really have that full connection and intention um it's not going to have the the impact mm -hmm. oh yeah totally 100 percent agree with that do you think michael that where you are now in your work and your spiritual journey that your work in in the world is really a spiritual calling for you i do i do and it's taken me a while if i'm being totally honest to really embrace it because there are times when i feel like this is so weird like who who goes from being a, a mental health counselor working in trauma to coaching people around clutter? You know, and I, when I read Marie Kondo's book, you know, it's like, I've been helping people to like, I've been organizing since I was five years old. And I'm like, I haven't, you know, I don't, I don't know. And I don't have a, you know, a background in uh, you know, as a professional organizer or declutter or anything like that. And so there are times when I have to kind of check myself around like the imposter syndrome because you know i'm not putting myself out there as an organizer i don't help people with that aspect of the process it's more that like getting really clear about what we choose to hold on to what we choose to let go what we choose to carry with us into our next phase of life and that i am an expert at you know that's through my work as a counselor i am able to to bring in those while I don't do counseling anymore, I'm certainly able to hold that space. And so, yeah, I, I do feel like it is a calling and something that was um, delivered to me. You know, even the word purification and the, um, you know, calling the business Let's Purify. And it was like very clear that it had to have an exclamation point. And I'm like, again, I'm <laughs> Yeah, really? Um, yeah. And so it's just that listening and following and continuing to move forward. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Because um, I can totally relate a hundred percent to that. This is weird. Um, you know, from the spiritual perspective, like, you know, well, no one ever used to see me see using Sage at all, but now here I am talking about and showing people how to do it or no one's ever heard me talk about crystals before. And yet here I am, and now I'm an elemental space clearer. And right. it's like, um, it's nearly as though we had to go through this internal journey ourselves to then, I wanna say strength, to have mm -hmm. that strength to be okay with yeah. that out in the world. And I think we are rather blessed to be living in these times as more people step out into that spiritual space, but also more awareness is coming to the, the history of these practices. Right. Um, you know, the, these are practices that have gone on for much longer than our lifetimes, like, you know, generations before us have used these kind yeah. of spiritual tools. It's only now that perhaps the wider world is starting to become a little bit more cognizant of, of that. Yeah well so you've already mentioned the word sanctuary uh, in this conversation a few times which as you know you know makes my heart sing yeah, i <laughs> definitely understand that that's how i feel when people reflect purifying back to me yeah yeah, yeah. and it's isn't it gorgeous the um the energy that's just around that one word mm -hmm. um, because i'm sure now when people hear the word purify they think michael 
Mm. Uh, I know people have said to me when they hear the word sanctuary, they think Helen. So I'm sure it's the same for you. So when you hear the word sanctuary, what does that bring up for you? Like, what what do you think about it? How do you feel about it? Like, what emotions are there, if any? Like, what what do you think around the word? Yeah, for me, it's, um, it's like calm and safe and sacred you know, just a space and beautiful, you know, not maybe in a traditional sense of, you know, like a perfectly decorated home or something like that. Just a place that, that feels, you know, if I think about sanctuary and home, I think it's for me, and I'm gazing out my window. If you're like, what is she looking at? (laughs) Um, I think you know, it's being in spaces in my home that reflect back to me that, um, you know, that inner essence. And because when, when that's reflected back to me, it's easier for me to connect in with that place and to, to experience that steadiness and that calm um, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of chaos or confusion. And so, and, and, you know, I think that's kind of the practice for me always is like, regardless of what's around me, can I access that inner sanctuary and man, it's nice to have a space at home that it's like, oh, okay. You know, I can be here and ground in a much easier way than, than it is sometimes out in the world. Yeah, yeah. And the interesting thing, I think, given COVID and where we're currently sitting, you know, energetically around that in our different parts of the world, um, you know, I was noticing people, you know, they didn't want to be in their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's so much to that. that we're talking, you know, the perhaps the lack of freedom or, you know, not being able to go out because of the illness and so on. Um, but there was also this kind of underlying tone of, you know, I don't really like my home. I don't like spending time in my home. I don't like spending time with the people who I live with in my home uh, or a lot of time, confined time. So did you find for yourself either your home was this amazing nurturing sanctuary away from the COVID energy outside or did you find that, you know, there were challenges for you, you know, on an energetic sanctuary level um, or anything in between? Like was there anything going on for you during that time? Well, interestingly, I can share a couple of things. First, I work from home all the time. So this, in a lot of ways, with the quarantine that we were experiencing, there wasn't a lot of disruption or change in my daily, day-to-day work type life. Now, certainly not being able to have as close contact with family and friends, um, but in terms of being at home, that's something I was already very accustomed to. And so that didn't, um, and my husband also, is he's a farmer, and so he's at home a lot as well. So we didn't have the shock that some people had when, you know, they're accustomed to going to work, you know, five days a week, and all of a sudden, it's like, and, and some people may have been able to work from home, which could provide some focus or distraction and other folks, if they weren't working, then it's just like, just surrounded by home all the time. I can definitely see how that could be really intense. 
another thing that was interesting is a couple of weeks ago, my husband got really sick with a fever and it lasted for about five days and he had a COVID test and it took five days to get the results. And so that whole time we didn't know if it was COVID and the, the nurse that we had been on the phone with was saying, you know, it might be like these symptoms are consistent with what some people are experiencing. And so it was interesting. So he got tested, the results came in, he was negative. And it was very, you know, when you're caring for someone who's sick, um, and I was sleeping in a different room because we were social distancing from each other. And so I had an air mattress in my yoga and meditation space. And, you know, we're just like, there's just laundry happening all the time because he was feverish. And um, so it was interesting when the fever finally broke and he started to get well, like how important it was for us. We spent a day just like catching up on all the things, getting everything cleaned up, putting everything back in its rightful place because it stopped feeling like sanctuary here for sure you know for me definitely um and so it was it there was something about kind of realigning and kind of um reconnecting with order and so maybe sometimes for me sanctuary feels a little bit like order too well i think in regards to that Order helps ease our mind in all sorts of different ways. Mm -hmm. And that's why we often talk about, you know, children and routine and, you know, bedtime's always the same time or, or whatever the thing is with the child. Um, and that's, you know, me putting my teacher hat on. It's like, you know, you used to do certain things at certain times of day because it was the routine and it helped people feel safe. Mm -hmm. And I think our homes really need to offer that for yes. us. I've also been in the same situation when my husband had an awful virus it was for two weeks and it was really, it's very distressing. It, it just throws everything, you know, upside down. Right. Um, house. And I often suggest to people, and perhaps you're the same with, with your purifying message, is that once things are back on track to a certain extent, that's a great time to do a space clearing. Right. Because you can then, you know, start to shift some of that dense, heavy, sad energy. And, you know, you would have been really worrying about your husband. And I'm not, you know, there might have been even grief there. Like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? So right. once you're through the process, helping to shift some of that energy out of the house, it's, um, it's really worth it. Even if you're not an expert to, you know, use some sage or use some, you know, essential oils or whatever feels right. So I'm really glad to hear that your husband came out the other side of that and that you came out of the other side of that as well. Yeah. What, what we carry through that can be quite distressing. Yes. Yeah. It was, you know, just the uncertainty too, you know, just you know, as the days are going by, you know, and, you know, life is inherently uncertain and we do like to connect with some sense of rhythm and order and routine and consistency. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's take this opportunity for me to ask you the mm -hmm. only one real question that I ask in these conversations, which is if you could leave the listener with one piece of advice on their sanctuary journey, what would it be? Mm. 
I think it would be to give yourself the gift of walking through your home, you know, with, with no agenda other than just feeling it. And so I call this a mindful walkthrough. And you can spend a little bit of time in each room. You really do it intuitively, however it feels right to you. And just noticing, allowing yourself to be informed by the energy of the rooms, the energy of the spaces, and noticing, you know, truthfully, do the things that you're, you're seeing in your home in these particular spaces, do they resonate? Is there something that really comes up that's like kind of an alarm that's like, oh, this does not resonate. This is clashing every time I walk in. Because I think it's easy to uh, subconsciously, we are very good at compartmentalizing and not seeing. You know, it's like, oh, I don't need to worry about that. That's behind the door. It's under the lid or it's just tucked away on that shelf. And energetically, if that's something that is truly bothersome, it can uh, be leaking energy. And so, you know, giving yourself the gift of that kind of honest assessment, you don't have to do anything about it right away. Uh, you can you can use some of those energy tools with it, um, but just to give yourself that opportunity to be real with yourself and go, you know, that box really is draining something from me. Yeah. Have you got any thoughts on why it is people aren't real with themselves? Hmm. I think because it's hard. It can be, you know, sometimes if we, if we admit to ourselves, and I, I'm curious to hear what your perspective is on this as well. For me, I think one of the things is if we admit to ourselves, wow, this object really doesn't resonate, then we may need to take the next step. And we may not know how to do that. Or it may be, it's like, oh, if I really look at this, that unprocessed grief, that unprocessed trauma, that sadness, is going to come up and I don't know how to deal with that. So I'm just going to leave it over there. Or it may be even something more practical, like, you know, like, uh, do you ever have like a pool in a sweater? It's like, oh, if I start pulling this, the whole dang thing is going to unravel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we start to get real about our relationship with our stuff and the things that we choose to carry with us and we get conscious of that, it can stir up a whole bunch of stuff. And so it can be easier to sit in the status quo. Yeah, because that feels comfortable, but it's not necessarily helping us move forward in right. our journey in our life. I think my, um, my thoughts around that reflect yours quite a bit. And I think the if I'm not moving forward, there's two things there. One is this grief, shame, um, fear of mm -hmm. the past, um, but also grief, shame, fear of the future. Right. So if someone, for example, gifts me something, so my mum gives me something for my birthday and I think, well, that's not really my style, that's not really my thing, but my mum gave it to me. So, you know... There's stuff there, right? Yeah, stuff like there's no tomorrow stuff attached to that. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there could be shame. Like, well, my mum gave me this. I can't get rid of it. Or fear. What if mum comes to my home and she doesn't see this thing? Then she's going to say, well, where's the thing, Helen? And, you know, that could make me feel not so good. So I'm kind of worrying about something that may or may not even happen. Mm -hmm. um, but then for the future, I'm kind of also thinking, well, I, I like the status quo here. I'm comfortable in this little box um, and I'm not ruffling anyone's feathers and I'm not stirring up any dust in my own emotion or um, my own spiritual self. Right. So um, I'll just keep it like this, even though I'm not really happy with it and my body's starting to tell me or I'm starting to get anxious or worried or you know headachey or whatever my body is now telling me that right. box isn't right but I'm scared of what could happen if I open the box right uh, you know relationships might fall apart I might lose my home my job might go um you know they're big things um right but also, I think we tend to fear, when we fear things, we fear that it's going to be a negative for mm -hmm. us. Um, because I think the negative uh, we see as a challenge. So I was like, well, I don't want that challenge in my life. I'll just stay over here. Um, but sometimes it's just opening that door a little bit, right? It's saying, um, I don't have to. So if we're looking at our home and I decide I want to purify the whole home, um, well, that's actually a really massive job. Why don't I actually just start somewhere really small that will have a big impact on me? Right. And that right. could be my, I mean, I want to say that could be anything. It could be your junk drawer in the kitchen or your underwear or your jewellery um, or, uh, I don't know, anything. Yeah. I like to call those micro areas because they can have a huge impact on our day-to-day -day existence. You know, if every time we open a particular drawer, it gets jammed and it's so frustrating, just having, and it helps to build that confidence, you know, having that experience of going, wow, I, I sorted through that. I made decisions. I reorganized. And now when I open this drawer, it opens smoothly. I can see everything that can help to build that confidence so that we can go, okay. And this is the secret. Even if you're purifying your whole home, you can only do it one little bit at a time. You can only do one drawer, one box, one shelf at a time, you know? So, and it's, it's really only one item at a time. So if we can break it down that way, even if one does want to do their whole home, it's like, okay, how can we construct a plan that feels manageable, that feels workable, and to help build that confidence and build that intuitive sorting skill along the way so it's not just, you know, days and hours and months of, you know, these hard, hard, hard decisions, because it does get easier. The more in tune we get with our true nature, the easier it is to immediately go, I don't want that in my life. I definitely want that in my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and to realise the, um, or to honour, mm -hmm. but sim that simply doing one or two little things is just as important yeah. as I've got to get in and do this whole room. Right. Uh, because you're right, it is just one decision on one thing in one moment. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, 
it's saying, well, I can do this for 10 minutes. Right. Don't have to do it for 10 hours. <laughs> right. And I wouldn't recommend that anyway. <laughs> you know? No, not a, no, not at all. Actually, I was going to say, not unless you had a massive team coming in to help you. But <laughs> even then, you, you know, being the main person who's going to make all the decisions, that's much too long a time to be, you know, switching your brain to and fro and making all these different, you know, decisions around those, you know, longer term goals perhaps or longer term intentions. Right. Right. Well thank you, Michael. This has been a lovely chat. I feel like you and I could always chat for I know. This is wonderful. Time has flown by. It's like, oh my goodness, 40 minutes. I know. Amazing. Can you please share with us where's the best place for people to find you? Yeah, my website is letspurify.energy and there is a page on there for the podcast. It's letspurify.energy slash podcast. And the Let's Purify podcast is also on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. That's a great way to connect and learn more about purifying. I have interview episodes with people's stories and then experts like you, people coming on and talking about home and um, you know what it means to us. And then I have episodes where I'm teaching and, and sharing information about purifying both the outer aspects and the inner aspects. Beautiful. And I just do want to say that it is an excellent podcast and I highly recommend oh. people dive in uh, with it. I'm really looking forward to listening to your most recent one. I saw that up on Facebook yesterday. So I'm going to dive in with that later today. So thank you. Uh, yeah. You'll have to let me know what you think. I will. I will. Definitely. Thank you so much for being here, Michael. It's been an absolute blessing and an honour speaking with you again. Yes. Thank you, Helen. Thank you so much for being here with me today, talking about sanctuary and spirituality. I hope that the learnings you received in this episode are helpful for you on your own journey. But as always, I'm here to support you. So if you would like, please do reach out and share your thoughts with me. And also please feel free to like, share, comment or review this episode. If you'd like to connect with me more, please go to my website, helenjoybutler.com and I invite you also to join the Sanctuary Inner Circle. That's our beautiful group who talk about sanctuary spirituality and everything in between. But until next time, take care and much love.